episode 45. My name is Dave Hunt. I'm one of your hosts, and I'm joined by my... How is it going? I'm a working man again. It's, it's crazy. I don't know what, what's going on. I have other things to plan my schedule around, so... Oh, <laughs> uh, it's been all right. So it's just a, actually one of my more normal weeks that I've had in a little while. Nothing crazy was really going on. Um, so just a pretty basic week for me. Uh, and then uh, with you going back to work, it kind of changed some of the stuff a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Major, yeah. So. Uh, at least now I, I have a schedule. So like uh, if I do want to stream or something like that, I need to like plan it more out than just getting a whim. <laughs> you have to know what day it is Yes, now. yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh we are digital days gaming we are a weekly podcast that uploads every thursday to the podcast services of your choosing if that's if you listen to us on a service that we're not available on i don't know how you listen to us but if you use a service and we're not there let us know we, we can see if we can be there um you can listen to us on spotify stitcher podcast addict itunes all of them um please if you if at all possible leave a review uh stars and written always help so even if you just say great podcast, uh, we got a couple more reviews the last uh, week or so. So thank you to you guys that have been doing that. That always helps us move up the chart. Um, and we also live stream the show typically on Monday nights, twitch.tv slash digital days gaming, as well as a variety of other games that we uh, stream during the week. And we are in a, uh, a Twitch affiliate. So therefore you are able to sub to us if you have uh, Prime Gaming, which is a service through Amazon Prime. You can uh, use a, a free monthly sub on the streamer of your choice and if you use it on our channel that is greatly appreciated like many of you already have done as well it is is it is September for twitch uh which means that twitch subs are anywhere from like i think i've seen 20 to 40 percent off something like that depending prices. on what tier yeah you're so yeah so go ahead and check that out if it's something that you've always wanted to maybe support a streamer and you don't have prime um there's this is a good time to maybe you know dip your toe in the water a little bit and see save a little bit of money and we still make some money off of it so all of you that have been doing that is great all right uh you can also follow us on on the social medias uh facebook twitter all of those links are in the show notes and again if it, like we've mentioned uh sharing the show on facebook retweeting on twitter um any of the the above options that let, let more people get their eyes on the show those are all things that help the show grow and and attract more listeners um, we will have some cool stuff uh, later on in the week as well, hitting the podcast feed and the YouTube. So if you're not subscribed to YouTube, please consider subscribing to our YouTube channel. We're really close to getting our own URL, so we only need, like I think, 15 or 17 more people to subscribe. So that's always uh, super helpful. Uh, so we are going to jump into the news. I'm going to give it over to Michael because I see this first note, and I didn't even know this was a thing, but I recognize this guy. Yes, yeah. Uh, so the Vlambeer Studio, which is run by Rami Ishmael and... Uh, Jan uh, Nijman, I believe is how you say his name. Uh, they are celebrating Vlambeer's 10th year anniversary by breaking up. So the 10th year anniversary for the studio uh, was last week, and they just announced that they're just going to dissolve the studio and go their separate ways, uh, which isn't the most surprising thing, just because uh, they have kind of just been working on and off over the years. They've made a, quite a few, like, like big indie games, including Nuclear Throne, Ridiculous Fishing, uh, Lufferousers, which was like a, a game that was on the Vita. Uh, so they just, it, I, I just put this in here because it's just like Vlambeer is like kind of like a memorable indie studio over the last decade or so uh, because Rami Ishmael is a big advocate uh, for indie development. If there's a video game conference he's usually there speaking doing some sort of work all over the world uh and then uh the the other studio uh founder 
uh, has worked on other stuff like Minute and other indie games. So they're finally just calling it quits. Uh, the article uh, where they kind of announced that they're quitting uh, or breaking up was interesting just because they talk about how, like, they aren't really friends. They just are coworkers in terms of, like, they work well together, but they never really had a friendship. Uh there, the, that makes it sound like there's bad blood, but there isn't. It's just they, they just had a good working relationship and they made some cool games and they're just going to call it quits. Uh, they have one game that just released that uh, should already be out, I believe, or it's coming soon. Uh, and it's coming to like Switch and PC. And yeah, uh, they're doing a sale on Steam celebrating their 10th year anniversary. Uh, and that, it's just like a, a weird story uh, that sounds like way more dramatic than it is, but it's a... I thought it was a cool way to celebrate a 10th anniversary. <laughs> hey, we're 10 years old. We're done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we had a good run and then it just stopped. Um, and, and it doesn't mean that they're not going to work together in the future uh, just because they, they've been working on other projects and other developers for a while. They just kind of come together every once in a while, make a game and uh, release it, does well. So we'll see what the future holds for them. Uh, Rami's a, a big advocate for indie development, so we, he won't go away. He'll... he'll continue to be like a front-facing uh personality in industry um yeah uh, any thoughts on this <laughs> i know you're not too familiar uh i mean i didn't really play very much of their games if any of them i don't I actually don't think i mean i've heard of nuclear throne um but that's really in, in lou frusters i've heard of both of them but i don't think i've ever played any of them or messed with them so um but yeah i mean i've seen rami on twitter all the time advocating for certain things um especially like when gdc was canceled he was all over some of that push for those things so he's definitely uh a um you know an advocate for building the game yeah yeah he's definitely uh out there and he's not going to go away anytime soon hopefully not uh all right next story uh, it's a kind of a light news week um because we're still waiting on those stupid ass console release dates and prices uh <laughs> cd project red this was a weird story uh there's just some clickbait article i think from like GameSpot or ign uh, that talked about microtransactions coming to Cyberpunk 2077, but it's the multiplayer component, not the single-player component. So CD Projekt Red had to confirm on their Twitter account that Cyberpunk 2077 is a single-player game. The one that's coming out this year, single-player game, will not have any microtransactions whatsoever. It's a, you buy it, that's the whole game. There'll be DLC for it in terms of like story expansions, but that's it. But there will be a multiplayer component that's a completely separate project coming uh, in 2022, I believe. Uh, and that will have some form of microtransactions. Of course, this started a big frenzy because anytime you have microtransactions, people are going to hate <laughs> on, on, on what you are. But it's multiplayer. Yes, and it's a separate project. So it's going to be cosmetic. Yeah. Like, Espe especially like, from CD Projekt Red. Like, they're really yeah. consumer-friendly, and I'll talk about something else they're doing a little bit, but yeah, it was just yeah, weird. I, I, I find it fascinating that people keep thinking that there's going to be microtransactions in this when they don't have, as many times as they've reiterated on Witcher, like we're going to talk about in a second, they haven't added microtransactions, they haven't charged people for, you know, for things, and they've done, I think you could do, like, the PC to the Switch, they've done the cross-save, um... They've done tons of things that are very, you know, consumer friendly and help to sell their game um, on multiple platforms without screwing the consumer. Um, 
And as much with the delays and as much as presentations that have happened around this game, like I have never seen or looked at something even during any of the previews for this going, oh, well, that could be a microtransaction game. You know, like it's just like that's just not their style and it hasn't been their style. And as a matter of fact, I'm actually concerned about whatever they are or aren't going to do in multiplayer because they really haven't delved into that world before. Yeah, and the more and more we <laughs> see of Cyberpunk 2077, I'm like, mm, that that gameplay looks a little iffy. That combat, that 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 gunplay looks a little iffy. So a multiplayer version of this, I'm even more wary of. Uh, but right, because it, again, it's still it's still there, it, and people give you know like uh, hold them on a pedestal, which rightfully so, they've earned that pedestal, but they've never done a first person. Yeah, and people forget uh, Witcher Three, one of the greatest games of all time. When it launched, it did not play well. Uh, they patched it to where it was an okay gameplay wise thing like they, they're world builders storytellers first and then the gameplay for witcher 3 was kind of rough and it's like in an acceptable state now so like <laughs> like every time i see gameplay for this i'm just like oh i hope it's good like i think dave you'll probably remember when i first saw the game a couple years ago that was like one of the things i came out from of like the shooting looks a little weird looks a little light there's no impact uh it's improved since then but yeah, yeah. but they're not a, they, they haven't done a first person game before let alone a first person shooter um so like that's you know and it it looks like this has multiple aspects of it i i'm fully confident in their ability to tell a story and to build a world and to and have an amazing looking um you know game but i i just don't part of it is for me like the cyberpunk aspect of this game just doesn't that 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 genre doesn't allure to me at all and the more that this this is kind of getting to the point of like all right this game just needs to come out like I'm just kind of tired of t- like hearing about it and talking about it and and you know I just would love for it to just come out so that people can play it and then it's out in the world and they can decide whether it's good bad or indifferent um but it's it's just always interesting to me and like you were saying like we were just talking about like they also announced that they're going to bring Witcher 3 to the next gen consoles and they're not going to charge anybody anything if you own it already you're just going to get to play it if you own yep. it on PlayStation 4 you're going to get to play it on PS5 if you own it on Xbox uh you're going to play it on Series X so like that's a you know another kudos to them and it gives it you know even more of a reason for people that maybe haven't played the witcher yet to to delve into the world and pick it up maybe before they play cyberpunk but you don't have to it doesn't have any connection yeah um, it, it, yeah it, no go, go ahead no go for it um and like to, to your point a little bit about the way the game controls i feel like some of these studios are like kind of like in this bubble where it's like well gta is great and red dead is great like well those games controlled like shit. yeah yeah they, they <laughs> definitely i still don't like the way grand theft auto games play but they're still good <laughs> yeah it's it's it, there's certain things that you can you can get over and and go through it because like one little notch on something isn't isn't a big deal when everything else is really well polished or really well done um but you know, just like it's it's so it's so weird, and I am concerned about CD Projekt Red doing multiplayer, and then you know, w- wondering like as they're also trying to build a multiplayer game, thinking about the way to monetize this multiplayer game because this is going to be an attachment to CD to Cyberpunk. It's not going to be its own. I don't think it's going to be its own standalone thing, and unless they decide to bring it out as its own free to play aspect, that's what I'm thinking. It, it's going to be, and then it, and then it'll be microtransaction heavy, yeah. obviously, because it's free to play, and then you can get away with more stuff in your games free, yeah. like when you're you're the functionality of your game is free, um, which is why Fortnite gets more of a pass than other games that have built-in battle passes. Yeah, I have a feeling the multiplayer will end up being free-to-play, just because I feel like what the microtransactions are going to be is just cosmetic stuff, because there's so much shit you can do to, like, (laughs) cosmetically Mm -hmm. 
to in, in the cyberpunk universe. But then it's still it's it's still the same. Like I, I had this issue with Destiny a little bit too, um, with their microtransactions, um, especially in a first person game, you don't really get to see them physically as much mm-hmm. on you, other than the weapon you're holding. Like it's like, oh, I have a really cool helmet. Like yeah, but you, you can't, you don't see it's it. It's for the other players to look or, at that you're killing. Versus Fortnite, where you see your pretty much your entire character, or your 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 gliders are different and your your emotes and your animations. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I kind of hate first-person games that, like, you're buying cosmetics, so it's like, okay, when you you do your special kill, they'll pop up the third person, and it's just like, well, that's time someone else can kill me. Like, Apex has, like, those, like, cool yeah. uh, animations that you can do for, like, a, a like a final blow. Yeah, like a finisher. Yeah, and yeah. that stuff just always drives me crazy, because I usually end up with die during that, because it's like... Well, and then also, I feel like after a certain point in time as the player, you're not even really paying that much attention to it. Like, you might be doing it for a challenge. You might be doing it for, you know, a, a bonus. I don't even know whatever, like, reward the game is giving you. But you're also, like, once you click that button, your mind is also, like, focusing on the yeah. area around you and to your next thing. You know, like, so you're not even really paying attention to it. Um, you know, and I and to be honest with you, when I'm getting killed in Apex, I'm not like, hey, that skin that guy's kicking my face with looks really cool. Sometimes, sometimes it's a really cool skin, uh, but but you look at it once and then you go buy it. You know, like that that that's right. about it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this was just a weird story, just because uh, CD Projekt Red just had to like get on their Twitter account for Cyberpunk and then just like spin the 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 clickbaity articles uh, to figure this out. Uh, but that's it for that, and now me and Dave can talk about how we were wrong uh, for once. Uh, but I'm still disappointed. Uh, Mario 35th anniversary news finally hit Nintendo Direct last week. Uh, I think it's like 20 minute Direct where they announced a bunch of Mario thing. There's a Mario 35, which is a Mario Battle Royale type thing. Uh, Super Mario 3D World plus uh, Bowser's Fury coming February 12th. They're going to have a Super Mario Brothers handheld game, you know, like a, a Nintendo classic like experience coming out for for mm-hmm. the Super Mario, uh, and then they are doing a Mario Kart like physical Mario Kart thing that has like little cameras. This thing looks it's $100 really hundred cool. dollars a cart. <laughs> it's a remote control. I know, combo. I know, and it's got a little camera and it, it, it looks pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of tech in that. Like initially when I when I saw the trailer and I showed it to my wife, you know. Because Owen's kind of at that age where like, like there's a lot of tech in this car that the switch itself is controlling the mm-hmm. car, and then it's using kind of an augmented augmented reality a little bit with that camera to make a track. Um, so like that's really cool. And then usually like when when this is an like uh, obviously this is an officially licensed Nintendo product like they're making it like these carts are going to be good quality and they're going to be very detailed. Like so I've only seen I think they've only talked about or shown the Mario and the Luigi. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, cars, but like I was actually really interested in this, and this might be something to to consider. Um, I think I could have a blast playing this with Owen. Yeah, but you'll have to buy two, like a Mario and a Luigi. Well, even just letting him okay, play okay. it though, like he'll spend he'll spend more time setting up the track than he will playing the game. Yeah, I wonder how <laughs> fast they go, just because like the the track size would be very important to like the speed that your cart's going to go through, yeah. but just to see like how much space you'll need to get like a really fun track or it's going to just go real quick. Like, I want to know, can you expand? Yeah, I mean, the room they yeah. showed looked kind of mm-hmm. big, but I mean, the look, looks can always be deceiving. Yeah. Like but that. to take this like into the driveway or something like that, or somewhere with a big open space. And if you can buy multiple camera sets or whatever it uses to like expand everything to do like crazy mm-hmm. gigantic things, I want to see people push this to the limits, but damn, is it expensive? 
Uh, all right. And then the big thing uh, was Super Mario 3D All-Stars. This is a collection featuring Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, and Mario Galaxy. Uh, it is going to be 60 bucks, And it is available September 18th. So it's next week. And it is available until March 31st. So it's a limited time run digitally and physically. physically. No, digitally as well. Digitally yes, as well? digitally as well. They're going to put it in the vault. They're okay. pulling some Disney shit <laughs> on us. Well, I'm getting, okay, if that's the case, then I'm probably going to figure out a way to buy it between now and yeah, then. Yeah, so. yeah, I am gonna. I, I already pre-ordered the physical copy because I'm like, okay, if you're going to do a limited run, just, this can be the physical copy for the hell of it. Yeah, I'm just afraid I'm going to lose that Switch cartridge. Owen's like Owen's in this destructive phase. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought it stops at two. Is it terrible twos? What is he in? Uh, it doesn't, yeah, it stops at maybe breaking my Switch. <laughs> He's at destructive fives? I don't know. Yeah. Furious fives? Um, yeah, so this is actually like a, like we talked about this. Somebody asked us this question like last week or two weeks ago, and I said that I didn't think that, I thought that like the Galaxy would be its own bundle, and I think I said 64 and Sunshine might be together. You thought the GameCube ones would be two. together, basically. Sunshine and... Yeah, I think I only expected like two to be together, and then I thought like as the, you got into the Wii and into the Wii games, like I think that the, the quote-unquote size of the games might have been getting too big. Mm-hmm. Um but it's it's interesting that they did all that they did all three of them on three different console generations on one you know that's 20 bucks a game like yeah. it's not but bad. then they skipped there's not, you know they, some games from those yeah. generations well they skipped some of the weird like some of the stuff that maybe people didn't like as sunshine well sunshine is there um what other mario <laughs> yeah sunshine no one is likes there that. yeah but what other mario game was on gamecube uh let me pull it 3D? up um, cuz I, I might be wrong on it i think it was just because I know there was like Galaxy and then there was like Galaxy yeah, that, 2. Yeah, that's the thing I think most people then... are upset about is this Galaxy 2 isn't on this. Um, I think it's just like Paper Marios uh, that are being skipped uh, from the GameCube. But they could have done a Paper Mario collection. Yeah, but I have a feeling that they might still do a Paper Mario collection. Yeah. You know, because they, they, it's still like the anniversary. I think the anniversary just starts in September, right? Like this, so. like Mario came out in September 35 years ago. So like then, but this also just intrigues me for um, next year. Which is Zelda's 35th. Yeah, which there's a lot they could do here. Uh, so one thing that is annoying, uh, I, I editorialized a little bit in our notes. Uh, I think the reason they're justifying putting these three games in a $60 package is they're not doing shit to them. These are just the mm-hmm. original games uh, running at a higher resolution. That's it. These aren't like remake, full remake remasters. Do you really? Do you really want them making like trying to make like? I mean, what else can they do to Mario sixty four? They like if they would have went like a full like Crash Bandicoot, give us some nicer textures, fix the camera stuff. Other than like here is the original game, especially because the the game is still going to be in four by three, so they're not even going to do widescreen for that one. It's just going to be four by three on the Switch. I would have liked you know, maybe find a way to get that 16 by nine or redo some of the assets, give us some higher resolution assets as opposed to just run the game at okay. a higher resolution. Yeah. Um, and, but this is what Nintendo always does. Yeah. This is Nintendo being Nintendo, uh, you know, and then like Mario galaxy is a beautiful looking game. Uh, I'm hoping they looked at like the dolphin emulator because like Mario six, uh, Mario galaxy in like 1080p is gorgeous. Like it works really well. So I'm hoping they're just using some of that emulator stuff that fans have made to like give us the best version of Galaxy. Uh, I, I just wish they would have put more work into them, but that probably would have led them to 
make it more expensive and do what we thought they were going to do and just release them separately. Yeah. I mean, if they're going to remaster Mario 64, they're going to sell it as a 50 or $60 game by itself. Yeah, uh, but I, I wouldn't mind that just because 64 games are kind of annoying to play now. Like, the, the mm -hmm. camera angles are rough. Some of the textures are going to look a little muddy and weird. Uh, so I would have preferred a little bit more work going into it, but we don't know how bad, like, COVID hit them, uh, which... Uh, someone, uh, I think it was Jeff Gersman, brought up uh, a theory on why they're doing a limited release for this. And it's because they have nothing else coming out really this holiday. And they, outside of Animal Crossing, doing really well for them. But, like, this game's going to be unavailable when the quarter ends for the fiscal year. So if you get everyone to just rush out and buy that game, that's a nice mm -hmm. thing to have on your fiscal report. Well, uh, and also, it builds a demand to pick up the yes. collection. You, you're not going to wait and be like, I'll just wait till it goes on sale. Like, I can wait. I've played those games before. Like, now you really can't wait. Like, I thought that, you know, it was just the physical copies would be limited. Um, maybe they've clarified it since then, because this was a little bit of a subject of discussion in our Facebook group about, you know, why they would do this. And, I mean, it makes sense, because otherwise people would just, just wait. Like, the collection will just, you know, I can get it cheaper. or And then, you know, it... I wouldn't be. I don't. I don't want to see other companies do this, but I wouldn't be surprised if they try to do, especially if they're bringing something, you know, re-upping something or redoing something or bringing something back, where they go, "Hey, you're only gonna be able to buy this for like eight months." Yeah, I. And, it it makes me worried. Like I was hoping Galaxy would maybe be DLC, but when I heard that they're taking it away digitally, I'm like, well, shit. Then they can't just re-release Galaxy Two as a DLC for this because, then only a certain amount of people would end up getting it. But I think it's also a really interesting way to figure out, like, is this something that consumers want? Like, if it's something that the consumers want, you got six months to buy it. And if you don't buy it, it's gone. So show, show prove that you want it. And if it does well, maybe we'll see more them do more stuff like and this. And then idiots will complain that they only bought it because it was limited. And now it's being re-released on any throw of fit. If it gets, like, re-released. No, no, no. I'm not, I, don't, I don't expect them to re-release it for a long time. But I would love to see something like uh, Super Mario RPG Mm -hmm. um you know collect grouped with something else or you know even just bringing maybe even i mean i know you can play it on the um then the, the nintendo online services like um all the, uh, the the classic mario games super mario all-stars i believe is on there um but some people don't like to subscribe to the service and they'd rather just buy a collection and if they can sit there and see like hey if we do a f six or eight month demand window on something at least you know from a consumer standpoint you don't have to worry about it you know getting a you know get, getting a heavy markdown yeah. My only fear from all this uh, of it being super successful is we've been waiting for them to put on their online service like emulators for, you know, GameCube and N64 and Wii. If this is successful, they're probably just going to stop the Nintendo online service at the Super Nintendo just because there'd be like no reason for them to put their games on that service. Yeah, but I could I could I could still see them taking three or two or three games from the Nintendo, the NES online service or the SNES online service and putting them in a physical bundle and people still. Buy yeah, it. but uh, do you see them expanding to GameCube and N64 if they can make money off these bundles? I see both. Like if they if they if they have any intention of, of offering GameCube games and sixty four games on the Nintendo online service, I can see both because it's like you talked about, though, like from uh, from a player like for me. 
the the since I've owned the Switch, the majority of the time that I've played the Switch was in in my car when my wife was driving, and I would not be able to access the online network while I'm driving. Yeah. So or while the car is you know like why, why we're we're moving we're like we're not connected to Wi-Fi. Um, so for them to offer something that maybe I do want to play or would or would want to play or you know play Mario with Owen and not have to worry about like it'd be something like I picked up you know. Uh, Paper Mario Origami King because I had the Switch and I was traveling. Yeah, Like, that's the main reason that I picked it up. So, it, to for me to be able to, like, I can play Mario, uh, Super Mario RPG, but I have to be connected to, to the network. Yeah. So, like, at what point do, you know, would I, if it's, if they put that, that Mario game in a bundle for me that I could put, I could either buy digitally or have the card for, and I could just not have to worry about being connected to the network, then that's intriguing to yeah. me from a nintendo standpoint i can't take my playstation and play it in my car not yet not yet yeah uh, remote <laughs> remote play kind of uh, <laughs> but who uses that uh yeah it, it's just interesting how they decided to to go about this and just to know how much there there was a report earlier that this announcement was possibly delayed seven months uh because of you know the covid stuff so i I know we'll probably never know, but maybe in a couple years we'll get like some books about like how COVID like messed up all these plans. See, maybe, but I feel like okay, that logo and you know I don't know the exact date. I mean, I'd have to look it up. I could look it up really quick, but I'm pretty sure that Mario released around this time, 35 years ago. Yeah, but so, the announcement is like, so like, tight. I don't, for it, like it's out next week. But they do this all the time. Sometimes, sometimes, uh, but not frequent enough. But the, but the, the Nintendo Directs are known for this, and this is available next month. And then, okay, here's an update on a game we have coming out. And they, they always have the, it's available next month, it's available now, here's DLC. Like, they did it with Smash, like, or, like, um, they like with Zelda, they released, like, DLC, like, like during, like, the they announced the, they announced it at the Direct, and it came out in a short mm-hmm. window, and then they talked about a project that's a little farther out, and then they did, like, a teaser trailer for something that's even farther out. So when they usually don't do a game-specific Direct like this, there is always some little mini bombshell that, that drops. Yeah. Like, yeah, maybe it was delayed, but I don't think that seven months for them to sit there and say, like, in February or March, like, hey, we've got a new Mario collection coming out in September. Like, they wouldn't Well, I, I wouldn't be shocked if, like, because there was going to be an E3 this year, so there probably was going to be during that E3 that they'd make this announcement. Uh, it just seems weird. I'm just a little annoyed because uh, as someone who just struggled to get a video game delivered to his house during the current pandemic... Mm-hmm. Giving a week turnaround time for like suppliers to like ship this out is like kind of kind of cutting it close. Uh, so it just seems kind of weird that they would just do this, especially if they're going to do a physical release for it to just be like, hey, in t- less than two weeks, it's it's available. You'll get it when you get it, basically. Um, yeah, but they got you. Oh yeah, they got me. But I'm <laughs> I'm totally not expecting to play this game <laughs> on September 18th. Uh, I, I will probably end up getting it. I have it pre-ordered, but I probably won't be playing it day one. I'll get it whenever the post office decides uh, to send it or whenever they can send it. Uh, but yeah, that that that's it for news, though. Uh, kind of a light week. Uh, we're I know we're just patiently waiting, or not even patiently waiting at this point. We're we're angrily waiting for some sort of announcement from Sony or Microsoft. Yeah, 
So, just in reference, Super Mario Brothers for Nintendo Entertainment System released on September 13th, 1985. Still. Uh, so, it's five days. Like, it's going to release on the 18th. So, they did it five days to the yeah. day. Like, that's that's planned. That's planned, but I feel like this announcement could have probably been done a little... Give, give a little bit more time to do this announcement. would have been nice. Yeah. Uh, but, you know what? Yeah. It, it, <laughs> I guess it is what it is when it comes to that. It's just how Nintendo functions now. Yeah. Uh, I do want to know, like, how many of these, like, because every week we've had, like, credible sources say, like, there will be a direct this week, and it, for months it's been delayed. I'm not just talking about this random people on Twitter just saying it. Like, credible yeah, sources yeah, have been yeah. like, I th- I know for a fact it's happening Friday, and then it doesn't happen. Like, it's been like that for a couple months. I wonder how many times this announcement has potentially been pushed. Well, I'm also wondering, like, with some of the Nintendo's control aspects that they have of their pla- of like games coming to their platform. Like, it's been a long time since we heard about a third, like a a pretty significant third party game coming to Nintendo Switch. Yeah, yeah, I think the last one I can think of is Apex, but that's not a new game. <laughs> yeah, I'm just talking about even like a, I, I mean, nothing off the top of my head that I can think of, but something like. Um, Why didn't Tony Hawk come to the Switch? You know, like. Well, it's not it's not even that though. It's like these games that are sometimes built for the Switch. Like, um, I mean, like I'm drawing some blanks, but obviously, like you know, we've got the Donkey Kongs and, and you know, on, on you know Mario, the Metroids, which are all Nintendo controlled, Nintendo first party. But then there's also been games that you know have been super successful on the Switch that come from third parties that are usually either only on the Switch. And it's been a long time since we heard about that at yeah. all. Yeah, uh, I, I it, like EA was the only one that like mentioned like releasing a bunch of stuff but it's all old shit like nothing nothing new mm-hmm. um but i guess they just don't need it i mean shit animal crossing sold 22 million copies this year like they they don't they don't need it and i guess the fan base doesn't really want it yeah but like didn't like um i uh, who made uh, brave um bravely default bravely default yeah uh, i believe yeah. that's square with Nintendo, square yeah. but that was exclusive to yeah. the switch right yeah. it's on it's on so pc that, that, now, that's but yeah Right, but that's kind of the stuff that I was talking about, like that that those those games that are you know that use Nintendo's either platform or use some of their characters even, and you know like that they allowed third parties to to mingle with, and we haven't seen that in, in quite a while. Yeah, it's um, just especially for there, there being such a like a the Switch is doing so well from a platform. Well, they're having issues with like the Metroid game is now Switch developers I think twice now the one that they announced two years ago. Mm-hmm. Bayonetta seems to be stuck in some sort of limbo where Platinum's like, yeah, we're still working on it. It, it isn't canceled. And we haven't seen that. Well, that's because Platinum tried to split themselves into six teams when they're really only a two-team studio. Yeah, and they're still apparently <laughs> trying to figure that out. Uh, so there's still third-party stuff coming, but yeah, you're right. There hasn't been anything new that they've announced to like get people excited for like third-party games that aren't just like ports uh, coming to their platform. Uh, but nothing... nothing Nothing major, like we're not hearing from um, Capcom. Cap, yeah, yeah, Capcom. Yeah. Uh, nothing really from Square too much. I think there's a new Bravely Default coming. I think they announced that. Uh, but yeah, but all their third-party but, stuff know, has like, been like indie uh, third-party uh, development. It hasn't been AAA stuff. Um, so nothing, nothing crazy big has been announced. But I guess they just don't need it, you know. <laughs> Like my my switch is a indie machine slash Nintendo machine. That that's that's it. 
Yeah, I mean, and, and I'm not upset about it. I mean, I bought the Switch because I wanted to play Mario's and I wanted to play Zelda's. And, you know, this collection would just be... It's an easier way for me to introduce Owen to play in, like, Mario 64 or, or Sunshine. Like, and that, that'll be stuff that I get to have fun with and, you know, to see. Like, he did pretty well with um, Odyssey other than fighting the bosses. Yeah. So I think that, you know, Mario 64 would be a great introduction for him to be able to play stuff and not having to worry about him being connected to the network all the time. You know, it, it helps when he's in the yeah, car. Yeah, so. it'll, it'll just be funny him going from Odyssey to 64 and being like, why does it look like this? <laughs> you know, you just say, <laughs> uh, it's an old game. <laughs> He likes Roblox. He'll okay, be fine. He'll be, he'll be good. This is all good. <laughs> uh, that's all I had for for news. Uh, again, light light, okay. light week for, for the new stuff. Uh, though Minecraft VR uh, <laughs> is happening for PSVR, as Bad76 mentioned in the chat, which is cool. Microsoft's still supporting uh, Minecraft on PlayStation with like PSVR support. Yeah, but I'm sure it's going to work for Oculus and oh, stuff, too, yeah, or yeah. if it already does work for yeah. Oculus. Yeah, it's just, you know, they haven't given up on it, but that probably means that there's still a shit ton of people on PlayStation. Yeah. I wonder if it works on Samsung's VR as well. It probably does. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, so playing watching. Um, so I'm going to go first. I'll do a little bit of watching. Um, this kind of ended up happening by accident today. As Like I said, I've been trying to find some other shows and... Um, we tried to watch a couple things. I tried to watch High Score documentary, and I got about ten or fifteen minutes in, and I tapped. Okay, out. same, same. Was, uh, what what was it about it, it? For me, for me, the first part is just too many subtitles. Okay, like, and I, that's not a deal breaker for me, but it, it could just be the state that I'm in right now of like when I watched it. I just don't like. I almost at this point in time, I would almost when you're going to do that much interviews and that much talking, I would almost have, you know have you you know dub voice dub over top of him if you're going to do that much. Um, it just didn't, I don't, again, I don't know if I was just in a state of mind where I just didn't want to watch it. Yeah, I, I do plan to try um, and get through it, but I, I watched like 10 minutes of it and I just felt like they weren't telling any new stories that I haven't heard before. As soon as I, at one point it was just like, and games were a little different back then type of stuff. And they play like eighties music and then you see like space invaders and stuff. I'm just like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm tired yeah. of this boomer shit. Like, <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was pretty heavy focused on Space Invaders yeah. right away too, and, and you know I was just like, okay, it, like it might get it, better. It apparently I've heard does. that it got it yeah. gets better. Yeah, but I mean, like I'm sorry, like especially in the world, like when you release your your documentary on Netflix, like your first episode's got to be on. And point. there's so many like I talk about no clip all the time in terms of like the stories they're telling. The, apparently, High Score does get to the point where they tell stories that we haven't really heard from or perspectives on stories we haven't heard from. Uh, which I'm interested in, but like I just watched a Tony Hawk documentary that was really good. No Clip did some really good documentaries all the time, uh, especially recently, mm -hmm. you know, with like Arcane Studios. So there's a lot of content out there that the first episode just didn't grab me. I do plan to go through it, but it's going to definitely be one of those things I just kind of have in the background that I casually pay attention to. Uh, when but you can't do that if you have to read all the subtitles. Well, if I hear Space Invader and Pac Man sounds, I just won't look. <laughs> like, because I'm tired yeah. of hearing about Space Invader, Pac-Man, and Donkey Kong. Like, we have documentaries on um, it. Yeah, and then uh, today, um, it's Labor Day. I was actually off work today, um, getting ready, trying to get some things together for Owen to start virtual kindergarten That's this week. That's hilarious. Be interesting. <laughs> Come to find out, he's only like on Zoom like 35 or 40 minute chunks at a time, like like maybe two times okay. a day. So every everything else is kind of like 
here's your assignments for the day and kind of like work on them a little bit and then come back and like show the teacher your work <laughs> like on the camera and so like that you know like it seems it might maybe it'll be a little bit better than him trying to like have to keep looking at a camera like for four hours or five hours out of the day um and then um yeah so we we tripped upon a series on hulu called outnumbered um and again i'm very bad about actors names but it's the main character from american pie um, jason biggs playing as sure <laughs> playing as a dad um and it's a sitcom that you know a married couple they have four kids three of them are are uh, registered geniuses like their iq is like in the 150s and both the parents are like dumb okay <laughs> So and it's like where the the kids are like going up to them and like the whole gist of the show was like they like I need to you know work on my science project and they're like quarantining the living room and the the parents go to the basement to like to hide from the kids and that's where they drink beer and stuff because they try to get away from yeah. their children. So it had some it had some funny moments. The show only lasted a season, um, and you know it's just kind of one of those things where I'm kind of at that point with television shows that i look at something on hulu or on netflix it's only like 10 episodes of 20 minutes at a time i'm like all right i can watch this for a couple days and be done with it and not have to worry about i'm seven seasons behind on something and this is gonna you know require a huge investment of my life um and then today we watched um all of season one of cobra kai it's on netflix Mm -hmm. now yeah netflix picked up season two and i believe produced season two um and that has that's the beginning, the first couple episodes were a little rough. It was you, it was slowly getting better, um, and in terms of like they're trying to, I guess the my best terminology is to Friday night lightsify um, a karate, yeah, kinda, yeah. like a karate, um, you know, build relationships with the teenagers and the and the and the rivalry. The the thing that I noticed the most that I'm having kind of the hard time with is i don't really know who's the kind of the villain in this. World. I don't know if there's an outright villain in it from what I've seen. Right, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. So like, we finished the first season today. Uh, I'm enjoying it. There is a they, they they definitely don't have any shame in referencing the movies um, and it, and and you know building from that. And there's actually been a couple like times where it's like so you thought something was going to happen from the movies entirely and it didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so and uh, it, it's fine. Like it, it, you know, if you've watched the Karate Kid movies at all, if you enjoyed them at all, there's there's some interesting references to it, and it's 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 got some decent writing, and it, it got better as the season went on. So I wasn't like disappointed, and I'm still going through Supergirl. Um, just been kind of watching that uh, here or there. I get home from work at like eight thirty or nine o'clock at night. I watch an episode or two and then go to bed. So, what are you uh, playing? Have you played anything? <laughs> um, so I bought Avengers on okay. Friday. This is what I wanted I was to get to. Going back and forth on it. Yeah, I was kind of going back and forth on it. Um, you know, so the early access or the three day early version of it came out on Tuesday. Um, a couple people that I know have it, and they were they were you know they were saying it was it was good. Um, and then it even showed up on some of the people that my wife follows on social media. They were kind of talking about it. She was she, so she was interacting with some people on it, and the gist of what we were getting uh, it was that it's a really good Miss Marvel storyline. Yes. Um, which I think that they did a really bad job of portraying that in, in, as they were building the, you know, the game. Even the stuff that we got to see, you know, very, hardly ever focused on Kamala Khan. Yeah. Well, especially um, the, so the beta I, uh, apparently cut out a lot of the major cutscenes that would make you really attached to Miss Marvel, uh, which makes sense they would do that in the beta, but apparently, like, because I... Yeah, but I... 
I feel like that like this was this has always been portrayed as an Avengers game and don't get me wrong it is an Avengers game but it's also like at its core I feel like the you know I'm, I'm like seven hours in six hours in right now like this is an, a Miss Marvel origin yes. story game um, and I think that if they would have tried to maybe you know kind of present that um, I think it might have got a little bit more you know they don't people might have given a little bit more forgiveness and maybe not worried about what Thor looked like as They're probably much. worried about the incels, <laughs> to be completely honest, of saying, like, hey, this is a Miss Marvel game that probably would have pissed off some dumbasses online. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I am truly enjoying it. Um, it definitely, like, you can, I mean, I, I can tell that Crystal Dynamics made this game in terms of, like, the movement and stuff like that. Um, but I, I, I do enjoy the traversal. The thing that I'm most impressed about is how well Miss Marvel moves and traverses in the game. And it is fun to play as her. Um... Uh, I've only gotten to the point in the in the campaign where I've unlocked a couple of characters. Um, I can see the the groundwork that they're laying for this being quote unquote a game as a service um, of like where you're kind of building up your op- your base of operations, you're kind of building your team, you're reassembling the Avengers, which isn't like any kind of spoiler or, or hidden thing from from anything. So there's definitely that aspect to it. Um, the the quote unquote loot does seem a little bit confusing to me. Um, and not necessarily confusing, like in a bad way, but as you you know you, you you play as Kamala Khan from the very beginning of the game, and you're earning stuff for her as you're playing as her, and then you start playing as another character, and you earn some things for that character, and then you start playing as another character, and so on and so forth. The I guess the the best term I can use is the drop rate for some of that gear is is interesting as you're playing through. Like it's got the the common and the legendary and the exotic like color level set to it of as you're picking up gear and you can see the gear leveling up. Um, but when you immediately start playing as like your third character and you're and it's the game is dropping relatively high level gear right away. Mm-hmm. It's there's there it's there's definitely this imbalance of your character level and then your character's power level. You know your character's XP level and then your character's power level. Um, and then again, it has the and, I, and this is very early on, so when I, as I'm saying this, I'm just using this as an analogy. Please don't hold me to this as maybe I play through this a little bit longer. But I am getting from the loot-based drops of them not, like we've talked about them, not changing the character's look at yeah. all. Um, I'm getting a little bit of Anthem vibes from the game. Okay. In, in terms of you can't change Iron Man's shooting from his hand. Yeah. Like he doesn't get a new weapon, a new hand. It's at the least same thing. so far what you see. There could be something later on because they did mention some Maybe, but gear I, combination but it, stuff that you can change their abilities a little bit, but it's not major changes. Right, but you're not gonna like all of a sudden like Iron Man's not gonna move differently no, in the no, game no. or you know like versus like uh, you know other looters like you play Borderlands all of a sudden you get a weapon that shoots out a magical beret of blades of saw blades or you know Destiny where you get a scout rifle and a hand cannon an auto rifle and a sidearm and a different type of weapon archetype you're not really changing any of the the core mechanics of Iron Man or of Hulk or of you know Kamala Khan like all of a sudden her hand's not gonna just like be different yeah. Um, so like that that's a little weird there um it is a little taxing to continue as you go to different environments to fight this you know you're, you're you're obviously you're fighting against aim and that's the only people that you've seen so far so it'll be interesting again to see post post campaign content how that works um the matchmaking was a little bit weird you can actually choose to opt into matchmaking on your missions mm-hmm. um while you're playing the campaign and i did that just because i was like all right let's check it out 
and something happened where either that guy decided to leave the game leave the match or he disconnected and he was like the quote-unquote leader and i didn't catch it on the screen where i had to like like press hold to or hold the touchpad to to deny the request and all of a sudden like i got kicked out of the mission yeah there's some weird archaic like stuff that they implemented into their like multiplayer portion mm -hmm. which is just a little baffling the no drop in drop out stuff is annoying uh just getting together with but friends. But I feel like the, I feel like the mis- the missions are small enough that the no drop in no drop out isn't a deal breaker. At least right some now. Some of those boss the fights. Campaign missions. Yeah, the, some of those boss fights can be a little time consuming on the higher difficulties from the beta at least. Like the higher difficulty ones do take a right. lot of time. So it's annoying then. But I can also see the the reasoning behind that is because there's been a ton of times where people like it's even happened like in you know in Destiny where somebody kicks somebody out near the end and lets their friend join that didn't do any of the work. So there's there's pros and cons to it as well. I've seen a lot of people that I follow like on Twitter, um, like that are worried like from the PC standpoint is like this game actually keeps local files on your your save mm-hmm. file locally. So for a game as a, as a service thing that's as heavily microtransaction based as it appears to be, as well as earning an in-game currency that you can use in the store, that's got like cheater duplication written all over it. They're saying, yeah, okay, I could totally see that. <laughs> yeah, whatever you, your ability to dupe this currency or something like that. So like, there's definitely some concerns about that. Um, but overall, like uh, you know, you know, I, I I think based on some of the stuff that I've read or seen, I'm I'm a little probably sixty percent into the campaign. Yeah, it took twelve hours. Um, yeah, so and to see how that you know how that's all going to work out, like I'm I'm having fun with it right now. Um, the loot stuff isn't bothering me, and I'm not really going to be able to make a, a a true definition on the loot until I start playing an end game, um, post campaign. Uh, I have a hard time calling it end game in Avengers. Like it just seems to not work yeah, for me. Yeah, it doesn't compute. <laughs> Um, but uh, the thing that I, that I'm the most concerned about, and it, it, I get why they did it, but the inability to allow multiples of the same character to be able to play. So, you like if you're playing with a, a group of friends, like three or four people, and all of a sudden like two people are Iron Man mains and their characters are like fully leveled up, like it's gonna be like, well, what level is yours? What ability do you have? Oh, okay, you win. So I'm gonna bring this other small character yeah. in, like. It's, I could see it punishing you for if you focus on one character, which is a little concerning to me, which also still concerns me about the way that the, the leveling system and the drops work when you're picking up additional characters 60%, 80% into the campaign. Yeah. Like all of a sudden, like if I pick up a new character and I'm like 20% at the very end of the campaign, do I have to go back and not necessarily go back, but do I like to play other content to level this character up just to get them ready to, for me to be able to play with my friends? Like that's kind of weird. But at the same time, they it looks like they are telling a cool story yeah. of what happens with the Avengers. Like some of the cutscenes that you know that we've had of the dynamic that Kamala Khan has with Bruce Banner. The dynamic that Kamala Khan has with with um, Tony Stark as they're building the roster, they're telling a really cool story. The cutscenes are good. the The voice acting and the dialogue and the writing is all of it's good, um, it, and it's funny. And I'm having a good time playing it. And you know the mission structure is a little stale, but it's uh, the the wanting to he- see what happens next is enough to get me mm-hmm. through it. So I'm like I'm like I'm. It, to the point where like oh i don't want to play this anymore because the story's bland i'm interested to see how this is going to develop and as they rebuild the avengers um to then you know play more and and play in in the post campaign so i am not disappointed that i bought it and i also i there's also a part of me and obviously they can't control this at the store level at the retail level but if they are going to keep adding as much additional free content as it appears that they're going to be adding i could see them 
not marking this game down. Yeah, that's my fears because I kind of want to pick it up, but as a single player game. So I don't know if I'd want to buy it unless it's on sale, which is I'm just going to hold out for Black Friday weekend sale on it. Uh, just because I will display this as a single player game, especially because mm-hmm. you talked about, you know, when they start releasing characters and like there's going to be the issue where when uh, Kate Bishop gets released and you have a squad of four friends, they're probably all going to want to play the new character, but not all four of you are going to be able to play it. So like they might need to release multiple characters. Well, yeah, at a time. And, there's, and there's rumors and there's rumors that each character is going to have like a three to five hour campaign. Yeah, So like you're going to want to focus on that character and they they do have a cool list of characters i'm kind of just hoping they release multiple characters at one time to like alleviate some of that pressure you know just like help out with that yeah and if they release multiple characters at one time it does help with like quote-unquote content droughts Mm -hmm. because like people might play the character that they want to play and then you know because there's been rumored that this game's going to have raids yeah um so to to figure out like what these characters are and then but also the concern is over time as they continue to add more and more characters and then up the roster my concern is balance yeah. in terms of like as you're building something and looking at things to see how that goes and i mean who knows like a lot of people are like well like you know like they just you know like square enix just needs to make the game right the first time like well, it's not it's not that easy anymore like to to make a game right the first time in terms of especially when you you know you look at a game and again i'm not comparing the two of them but you look at something as much animosity as last of us part 2 got for them telling the story exactly the way they wanted to tell it and they said be damned with the player feedback and then to a game again that's a little bit of a different style and a different genre of avengers that's looking at the players and how they're playing and what they're doing and how they're interacting with the game and then adjusting from there it's always an interesting dynamic sometimes it works like bungie has you know done a really good job most of the time and then other times not such a good job you know massive uh massive and ubisoft with the division one they they worked and worked and worked and worked and they hit it they hit a stride and then they fell back again with division two and they're trying to go back to it again and it's you know it's so hard to to see but then you also have a game like anthem where bio bioware sorry i almost said bioshock but bioware is like fuck it i don't know what to yeah. do <laughs> we'll <laughs> fix it we swear to god so it's like, <laughs> yeah so it's like uh it's so it's so hard to see and, and you're just gonna have to you know like we're not even a week out from avengers being released and you know, like some people are like, oh, they're already bored with the end game. I'm sorry. You can't you cannot legitimately judge the end game until you see some type of pinnacle activity in the game, which to my knowledge is not in Avengers yet. And I'm but anybody that is critically looking at the longevity of this game, reviewing it five days or six days out is incredible. Like, I know that these sites are trying to do this to make sure that they're getting their clicks and and to 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 be first. But a, a, in a game like this of you need to play it with your friends and go back through and play it with fully leveled up characters and have a good understanding of the mechanics and, and figuring that out and understanding how the game's going to work and the currency is going to work and the economy is going to work before you can make a legitimate judgment on it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Totally. Um, anything else? Um, no. Nothing you can talk about, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, I did get to play. So, I mean, I can say that, you know, I did, um, I had the opportunity to play something for, uh, digitally through, through a, a Ubisoft capture event, very similar to what you were able to do with Watch Dogs, um, to the point where the guy that I was connected to playing was like, wow, you your stuff is very stable. I'm like, well, I pay a decent chunk of money to have this stable yeah. internet. So, it's like, <laughs> um, uh, but uh, that, You'll see um, this podcast releases on Thursday the 10th at 6 a.m., depending on what time you're listening to this, around 4 p.m. Eastern time. 
on Thursday the 10th. There'll be more. You you guys will be able to see what I um, what I was able to play. It'll be on YouTube and it'll be on the podcast service. So if you're listening to this after the 10th, it's already on your feed. Yeah. Uh, and I'm speaking vaguely because we're live before. Okay. The 10th. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Can't say the name of it. Uh, yeah. Um, it's it's a, it's immediately after the Ubisoft Forward, which is on which is on the 10th. Yeah, which hopefully they have something good for that. <laughs> if we sell forward, uh, and we have a reason to record. Well, I can tell you, there's one good. thing Yeah, yeah, me. you can tell us one good thing. You just can't say the name <laughs> yet. Uh, all right, uh, for me, uh, it was just one game, just due to time. Uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two Remaster Remake. I forget exactly which R word they're using <laughs> uh, for that one. Uh, I'm so happy and relieved because I've been bamboozled by the Tony Hawk franchise twice before <laughs> where a game demos really well and then comes out and it's bad. This one is damn near perfect. So this is remaking the first two games. They added Create a Park to it. They added multiplayer stuff that we really saw fleshed out in three uh, added to this. Uh, from start, this game just brought that nostalgia uh that power with it that almost got me emotional because it's so damn good like the the start video showing the old skaters and then the new skaters they added that it was just great the new skateboarders are really cool the music they've added to this uh, along with the original soundtrack stuff is perfect and it just plays good like i was just so happy yeah that it get ready for any YouTube video or on demand or Twitch broadcast to, to, to be <laughs> muted. Yeah, it, it. I just love what they did to it. Like, there's there's nothing really wrong with it. There's like some small little like uh, environmental design stuff that I that that kind of irked me, but it just doesn't doesn't matter in a grand scheme of things because it just plays really well. Uh, I was just so excited that this was actually good. <laughs> So I watched some of your live stream the yeah. other day, um, and I, I I remember playing this game. Like um, I think on PlayStation yes. one, two, uh, PS one. Okay, um, yeah. Um, I don't remember like, I, and I might I might say this wrong, but like when you crash or wipe out, like I don't remember that that oh, rewind no, that's new. sound. That's or new. Thing. They would fall and get and, back up. And I felt right, but I also felt like the falls would be a little bit more dramatic in the original game than they are in this one. Uh. They were, I mean, as dramatic as they could like wouldn't, be. Wouldn't you, like, fall down the stairs? Like, wouldn't your character, like, fall and keep going? Like, if you had enough momentum build and you missed a grind or you ran into a pipe or you ran into a barrier, like, you would go, or, or is that a different game than I remember? Uh, you might be thinking of the other ones, because they would fall and they would get right back up. If you fell on the stairs in the old game, your character would just pop right back up on the stairs, even though you can't really move on the stairs that well. Uh, you might be okay. thinking of, like, Thug or something like that, you know, Underground or some of the later ones. Uh, but okay. yeah, they, uh, they had that little weird glitchy rewind thing when your character falls down, which I think is like a nice touch to it, mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to just, you know, seeing them bleed out like you would before. Cause in the previous games, you would just see like spots of blood just on where they fell. Uh, I was just so happy that the game just doesn't control like garbage. Like it, it it's the physics are, are really good. Uh, it doesn't feel floaty or anything like that. It feels like it should. And as someone who's like replayed the second game this year it it improves on that gameplay while still feeling like those old games like you can easily mm -hmm. get that muscle memory back playing this and they did the thing that they 
that Activision was doing for like Spyro and Crash, where they didn't change the, the map designs or anything like that. These are the maps that you had back then. All the objectives should be, unless they may move some, uh, are in the spot they're, they're supposed to be in. The only problem I have with some of the mm-hmm. objectives is they changed like the, the looks of some of them, and I feel like they blend too much into the, the environment. Which is a little weird. Yeah, I saw I saw a little bit of that when you were playing. I was like, "Where is that at?" Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, yeah." It's like I know where it's at because I played the games before. But it's just the like the the skate letters kind of have too much of a color grading on it to where it kind of makes them hard to see uh, when you're moving super fast. Mm -hmm. But other than that, like the maps are exactly how you remember them. Downhill Jam is still a shitty map, even in this new one. But that's how authentic <laughs> they were to this game. That right. the maps that are shitty back then are still shitty today, but they look better. Uh, so I'm glad they didn't like dabble with stuff too much because they just wanted you to like, you know, you're you're revisiting, you know, an old friend basically. You know, you're you're going through this stuff and like I remember that. I remember this. Uh, so that that's great. Um, I started by playing, you know, Bucky Lassick who I always pick Bucky, so it was nice to see Bucky, even though he's older, you know, seeing, like, old man mm-hmm. version of all these skateboarders is a little bit of a, a bummer because it tells you time is mo- moving forward. But it, it's just it's just a blast, and, like, you earn currency so fast in that game, so I ended up just buying, like, pretty much every skateboard and all the other cosmetic shit that you can buy in this, which there is a ton of cosmetics, you know. There's different trucks, different wheels, different uh, grip tape, different board designs, different clothing for your characters. There's a ton of like unlockables and they've added a lot of different challenges that you can do outside of the main goals per level. There's mm-hmm. just a ton of uh, skateboarder specific challenges and then just overall challenges. And I love stat tracking. Like I love all that stat tracking shit yeah. when I can look the longest grind. How much? Hang yeah. Time, yeah. You know and I mean? uh, the create uh, park stuff is still as weak as it was back then. Like, I feel like they've never done creative park stuff as well, but I almost feel like that's the authentic Tony Hawk experience of, like, having an underwhelming creative park system. I don't know, man. I saw Johnny as a boy make a YouTube video of him making a roller coaster out of metal pipe grinds. And his character, like, is probably grinding up and down, like, what looks like to be a roller coaster uh, style of build for, like, two and a half minutes well yeah no the, people straight. already did the because there's some hard trophies in here of like get a million points get 10 million points people already made like weird glitchy stuff to where it's just like you can just go yeah. crazy with that uh which is which is cool that you can do that the only thing i don't like about creative park stuff stuff is they're just missing a lot of the flavor like environment mm-hmm. assets that you can put to make it feel like a like living skate park like 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 a level and not just like a, yeah just like a bare bones a, a, a dense area that has jumps and and, and rails exactly yeah because because when i'm like going into even some of the ones that like vicarious visions made because there's like different tabs of like community vicarious made uh-huh. even the ones that vicarious made they're technically good parks but they just seem so dead <laughs> because there's just no mm-hmm. flair going around with any of the stuff so I'm hoping they add more stuff through, like, DLC because there's so many gaps because you can also buy, like, environmental assets. It would be really great, though. I wouldn't want to see it microtransaction to hell with stuff. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. Like, let me design posters or, like, graffiti that I can then put into the game and add a little bit more life to the Creative Park stuff. But that's, like, I don't think anyone's buying this for the Creative Park stuff. They're just buying it to replay mm-hmm. those games. So, uh 
I, I I just wanted to have more more life with it. I see Johnny in the chat is already disagreeing with me about the Creative Park stuff, but there's cool stuff. But he that that's his that's his world, man. He loves to tinker with stuff like that and to mess oh, with yeah, things yeah. and and to to make something like that. I don't have the patience for see, that. It, so I mean, it might be like a, a great tool, but that's why like dreams and and all these games like never like like grabbed me because I'm like I don't have the patience yeah. to do that. Like Mario Maker, like nope, I'm good. Like, yeah, like, it was just weird because like when I was playing it and I was like, okay. Oh, technically this is a good park but like that building has no windows that shack has no windows there's like nothing going on with it that makes it look like a skate park when i think of a skate park i just think of stickers just fucking everywhere and stuff looking more beat up than you know fresh clean things uh so i would love to do you add think stuff to that, that do you think that the reason for this re-release or this remaster and obviously, they're probably going to look at a ton of the data from the players playing it. Like, do you think there's plans for a newer version of Tony Hawk's game, like at six? I don't. So that's been a. Or have they just given up and they're just going to clean up the other stuff and keep releasing it, like three and four, like cleaned that, up? Well, so th when you look at the menu for like this remake, the way they build out the menu, I can see them easily slotting three and four in here as future DLC, as opposed to releasing them by themselves, which I hope they do because three is my all-time favorite. You want it to be DLC or by itself? I would prefer it to be DLC just so I can have it on one disc or, you know, like one, like, application. Uh, but if they release it separately, I'll be fine with that. Uh, but I would hope that they would add a bunch of more assets. I would just have, I would rather it just be one playground as opposed to having to pop multiple discs or open multiple applications. Uh, I was thinking about that in terms of, like, do they go the path? Because the only other games that you would want them to remake is thug and thug 2 but th so tony hawk underground really good game tony hawk underground 2 really good game but it's attached to the jackass franchise which some of those people i believe are passed away or bam margera's family is in jail and i don't know if they're in thug 2 so i don't know if they can do the second underground game so i don't know what exactly they do with that and we've seen the activision try and continue tony hawk I, I just wonder how you do like another tony hawk do you do tony hawk pro skater mm -hmm. 6 will people care without that nostalgia for it because i feel like a lot of people like me oh tons of people i've seen pick pick this game up just because they saw tony hawk pro skater 1 2 yeah like they, exactly you know, like, but I, do they I've, care again this is this is yeah this is something that I saw people like taking social media pictures, Facebook, Twitter of like, oh, you know, I was at the store and I didn't know this was out. And I picked this up like just because they have a PlayStation and they're getting it. It's, it, you know, the same. And again, I'm not, I'm trying not to mar marginalize people, but the same people that buy Call of Duty and buy Madden, you know, remember this yeah. game when they go to the store and, and, and they pick it up, because, you know, and would they be inclined next year to pick up Tony Hawk Pro Skater 6? I, I don't, don't think so either. I think they would be more inclined to pick up three and four and the thug games. Uh, whether it's Thug 1 I, or Thug Yeah, two. so, I mean, maybe, you know, yeah, Tony Hawk Underground is remastered comes next, or, you know, like you said, they continue to attach other ones to this. Um, yeah. I, I just don't... I don't know if I would even want a 6. Like, I'm... I, I As someone who plays 3 every year for the last, like, 10, 15 years, however long 3's been out, I don't know if I want to play 6. And after 5 being a disappointment... I would just rather them remake the good games over the next like two, three years than try and come out again. Mm -hmm. Unless Skate sells really well, whatever the fuck the Skate game is going to be for EA, whether that's a remake or a new game. If that does well, maybe. 
they go out of their way and make a new game to compete with Skate. But I feel like they can just ride the nostalgia for yeah. two more collections. No, definitely. Yeah, and like Down Up Destiny says in chat, maybe they just call it Tony Hawk Evolution or something like that instead of and stop trying to number it. Yeah, I guess I would probably help them a lot uh, than do that. Uh, but for that, that's kind of it for playing. Uh, just because I started work last week, so I've just been like dead inside. And Tony Hawk was the one thing I had to look forward to. And I, I hope to to play a little bit of Tony Hawk. We were able to redeem it on a an, on an account that Michael and I yeah. share, so um, I should be able to try to get my hands on it a little bit this week yeah week. and then we'll probably have a full review uh next week and then i'm going to record a special episode with the active quest people for tony hawk which i think we might put on this feed as well uh we're just gonna be all nostalgic about the tony hawk franchise uh so that's it for playing uh i will have a review for a game called paradise killer next week it's a like a mystery thriller game on the switch so me and sarah hopefully will have enough time to play and finish that uh i hear a lot of good things about it like it's like a Danganronpa Ace Attorney type vibes from it. Uh, so we'll have that next week. And then for watching, I finally saw Birds of Prey, the Harley Quinn movie. I really liked that movie. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't like a perfect film. It wasn't a great movie, but it was like a fun popcorn movie to where we just ate some food, watched it, and didn't hate ourselves after we watched it. Uh, and then... Uh, Friday, uh, me and Sarah did the very questionable thing of paying the $30 to see Mulan. <laughs> so uh, we watched Mulan. It was okay. That was the best I can think of. Is it, it, it was okay. It wasn't... All right, I guess before you go any farther, so the $30. So my first question to you would have been, remove COVID from the equation. It's not a thing at all. Would you have gone to the theaters to see yes, Mulan? Yes, and ticket prices in Chicago are about like $15, $16 a ticket. So technically we saved okay. money, though we probably could have waited a couple of days and got a bootleg <laughs> online. But I want them to release Black Widow this way. So I feel like right. I had to support Mulan so they can see. My wife and I are kind of in the in the same page with that, where we're kind of like almost tempted to, to just buy it, even if we're only going to watch it once or twice, just to show that we want to see movies come out like i i'm i'm 100 percent okay with it with the both avenues happening post covid i want there and like 25 to 35 dollars is is i think is a good price range for you get you know i i may or may not have gone to the movie theater and i might have waited until it came out later or gone to it when it was cheaper at the movie theater you could would have or could have gone on day one so like if they get 30 dollars from you at the movie theater and they get 30 dollars from me through a streaming or through a um a subscription service like they're getting the same amount of revenue if 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 anything they're making more money off of me than yeah, they, are they don't off have to cut you. into the theater like i want this to become the normal thing like i want to watch it from home i have a nice tv a nice audio system i hate going to the movie theater because i'm tempted to do it with bill and ted as well yeah. like bad put it in the chat like i want the these movie companies to know that i'm willing to pay for this to to own this movie or to to rent this movie or whatever for a to and to be able to watch it at home i don't want to necessarily see movie theaters die but i want the choice to be able to decide if i want to go there or not go there yeah especially now and we don't know when things are going to go back to normal even if a vaccine comes out it's going to take a long time for that to get distributed and everything but we've been talking about this being a choice before COVID. yes this is something i've wanted like i wish they did a thing where like you pre-order the blu-ray like you pay for the blu-ray outright at the beginning and then they just give you your digital copy early that would be something i would totally be on board for uh so i supported bulan because i wanted 
Black Widow to be an option in the future. Uh, yeah. So the movie, um, so the acting was good, um, but it's, you know, it doesn't have any of the songs. Like, it uses the score from the, the movies, kind of, or from the original movie. Uh, but it doesn't have any of the songs, uh, doesn't have any of the, uh, you know, like Mushu or the cricket, doesn't have any of like the, the whimsy of the cartoon or the animated film, which, you know, is kind of a strike to it. I guess they wanted to do a more realistic one, but oh my God, the action in this movie is terrible. I hated like the action in this movie it was i feel like it, the cinematography or something was just really horribly shot and the the leaps in logic the movie forces you to take towards the end just so they can do their action scenes or their set piece moments just like made me just audibly gasp and talk shit during the movie which i'm tend to be real quiet during movies but there's times where me and sarah just looked at each other and we're like what the fuck was that uh so I don't recommend the movie, though I want you guys to support this to so I can see Black Widow at home, which I think, like, they're going to do this for Black Widow. Like, I feel like they, ha- they nothing's going to be fixed in November. What is Black Widow? November sixth, supposed to. Okay. I don't want to spend my birthday going to see Black Widow in theater and catching COVID. <laughs> like, like I, I would love to just watch that at home on my birthday, uh, and like. I don't see a way for them to like just accept because like Tenet came out this weekend and I, it didn't make a ton of money. So like, I don't see Disney. And it didn't have any other non movie theater option, right? Yeah. No, it was only in theaters and it made whatever yeah. money it made and it wasn't a lot of money. So I, Disney has a service. Are theaters open in Illinois? Yes. Uh, at like 10% capacity. Okay, I don't think they're open in Michigan at all, unless the, in, unless they're opening like this this week. I think. Yeah, no, they're open at ten percent capacity, but we just had five thousand cases on the fourth, so it's just like I am not going to a movie theater. Yeah. No, no, I was just more, yeah. you know, like. Uh, so, I I just want them to Black Widow is what I uh, what I'm here for, and I just don't <laughs> see a, a world where they're going to release Black Widow not on Disney Plus as well, especially like. So, like, for $30, you get Mulan, and you have access to it until December 4th when Mulan just comes to Disney+. Plus. So, like, it's a three-month yeah. rental. So you're paying 10 bucks a month to have Which it. I yeah. will probably not rewatch Mulan again, but if I liked it, it would be nice to, you know, have access yeah, to it. Yeah, but even as an example, though, I don't, I mean, it, it is what it is, like go to your if you go to your mom and dad's house or whatever and you guys they want to watch it at least you, you kind of like know you yeah have yeah it. and you just sign into your disney plus account and you just and watch they it, allow you know? four people to have access to your account at simultaneously right. so my sisters totally got the password when we rented mulan and were and they watched it yeah and like that's you know like and i and i feel like they're getting the the you know like they're you know they're getting a lot of money off of you, you purchasing a digital version of the of, it's of the pure movie. profit like, for them more than yeah, like more than sending it to the yeah, theater. Yeah, which I think is like they split 60-40 with the theaters. So it's like, it'd be stupid not to do this. Um, mm. That So that that's it for me. I'm sure I'm forgetting stuff, but those are like the, the highlights uh, for my week. All right, uh, we're going to move on to some questions really quick. Um, so you can send us questions using hashtag AskDigitalDays. Uh, you can post them in Discord in the Digital Day, Ask Digital Days uh, specific channel. 
uh, or you can always comment then on the the Facebook post that Michael puts up, you know, day or two or an hour. Before yeah, we record. yeah. <laughs> um, so Gus sends us a, a little bit of a long one here. Uh, we didn't really talk about this, but we did see this news come this week, so it kind of ties together well. So what do you guys think of the ever-increasing probability, probability of it costing $1,000 to get into PS5 or Xbox Series X at release? All hints and rumors are pointing to a uh, $600 release price for the basic models. Add two games, that's another $140. Um, want an extra controller, that's another 80 to 100 God, I hope not. <laughs> it's going to um, be. D- don't forget to throw in PS Plus or Xbox Live Gold for another 60 if you don't already have it. But I feel like, like in my case, like we, you know, I, I have it. Um, and add on sales tax and everything. Uh, need a headset too. Uh, in my case, I have Astro A40s. The PS5 doesn't have an optical in, so I need a new headset. Astro was reported releasing an optical to USB dongle, but good luck finding that at release. Uh, with the lack of release titles, I am feeling less and less motivated and see no reason to purchase one of these consoles at release. So, yeah, that was um, Astro released um, or showed off the new A40s that are going to work with the the next-gen consoles. And one of the things that everybody noticed is that there's no optical support because there's no optical support on a P- uh, optical port on a PS5, um, which, you know, leads to the possibility of another dongle. It does. Um, they will just, release a dongle for yeah. the old headsets to work. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, like I, I know a lot of people are like fully invested in that and, and seeing some of that stuff. I do know like the, as an example, like these, you know, like the Turtle Beaches that I'm still working through uh, that I did the unboxing for. They have a USB dongle to them, so they'll, they're wireless and they'll just they've already confirmed that they'll work on PS5. Um, and then, I, you know, we obviously know it has a headset jack um, so that you sh- and I would assume that this is probably going to come with some kind of it might not be the greatest thing, but like that PS4 earbud wasn't terrible. It was, um, it was came with the contr- <laughs> No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It terrible. was the most uncomfortable it, it, piece of plastic in the world. That was terrible. <laughs> but in terms of the microphone quality that you got from hearing somebody else using it, it wasn't terrible. I, it, it, an iPhone headset is the worst thing to plug into a PS4 ever. I, I, because it b- builds that interference. Yeah, I, I guess a, a crumb when you're hungry is better than no food at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, like there's again you know being essentially less than 90 days from launch and the amount of unknown that we have i'm not going to go down that road again and and beat that horse anymore um they they do need to start figuring some things out they do need to start answering some of these questions because uh at least from the playstation standpoint um to find out what's compatible or what's not compatible or what's going to work or what's not going to work or what kind of like special adapter you're going to need um i'm right off the bat no optical port i'm already worried about it from a streaming standpoint Mm -hmm. Um, cause I use an optical port to stream through my mixer. So like, I don't, you know, I can, I, I have a USB sound card, so I'm sure I can use some of that to help with other aspects, yeah. but there's definitely like some concern there. Um, but yeah, I don't think they're going to cost $600. I, I think there might be a version I think f- that costs $600. I think the fight is between four and $500 and that's what the chicken is, is like, the, the, the game of chicken between Microsoft and Xbox is who's going to release the $400 console, who's going to release the $500 console. Basically what happened last gen. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it does it, it does appear that, depending on how many games you want, um, but I, I think in order to make a, a truly educated guess on this, um, I need to see, like, what... They need to date the console so that these other games can be dated. 
Yeah, they, they like that's that's what I'm waiting for at this point in time to to decide. And and we'll tie it into the next question because I think this will just be a conversation yeah. in general as part of this question. So Andrew goes, if you guys didn't have the podcast, would you be interested in getting a next gen console at launch? I'll get a PS5 at some point, but the lack of communication, price, launch state, and availability has convinced me that even if I could get one, I don't know that I could afford it. It's too hard to budget for a non-existent price. So if we didn't have the podcast, would we be buying this console? No. That would for me for me that would depend on what what's coming out at launch. From what we know that's already announced right now, would you get one? Though is the question. Like right now, knowing that the only two games that we can top of my head I can think of is Godfall and Miles Morales, would you be getting a PS5 at launch? To play, okay. <laughs> this is gonna sound this is gonna sound terrible when I say this, but just because like I, I I do have a built a built-in function around this to play Destiny with better load times and better frame rate, yes, five hundred dollars, you would because you have if, it on because PC because of the, I, but my friends aren't on PC, okay, and there's not crossplay yet with PC, no, okay, no, there is crossplay coming. So, uh, allegedly, okay. but there's cross generation play coming. Yeah. PS4 can play with PS5, so like that—that's a factor for me, um, you know. And then the other things, if if it is Ratchet and Clank, you know, like I said, like the that—that's a—that's a percentage factor for me is, is Destiny, playing Destiny better, um, and then also playing these other games that look interesting to me right now. Watch Dogs, playing it better, um, you know, like like could I buy Watch Dogs on PC? Yeah, probably. Um, but you can, um, just looking at all of the factors of what could possibly look better or play better or load better is, is enough to, to sway me along with the hopeful of a launch title or something that coming out at launch that I want. That's the thing though. Like I'm like, it is, am I going to spend $400 or $500 just to play destiny? No. (laughs) Is it going to be a factor of ratchet and clank and miles Morales and something else? Maybe. Yeah, for me, like, I'm doing it because, you know, I, I want it for the podcast and I like new technology. But if we weren't doing the podcast, I probably would just wait a couple months until, like, March when more games would come out. Just because so far of the games that were announced, like, I guess I'll get the PS5 version of Cyberpunk since it'll come out within, like, a week of that console because it's coming out in November. But, like, other than that, like, you know, uh, Avengers will, I think there's a free upgrade to it or they're just going to use backwards compatibility. But if I pick up Avengers before that, I'm not going to replay Avengers. And we don't know what their roadmap in terms of Windows content characters are coming out, those extra characters. I just don't see, like, I love Spider-Man. Spider-Man is like one of my all-time favorite games now. It's like definitely my top 10. The Miles Morales stuff being like a 10-hour campaign, I don't know if I want to drop the money for Mm -hmm. that. And I already know I'm not getting Godfall. (laughs) You know, yeah, it's 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 such a hard question to answer right now because of all the stuff that we've we've been complaining about for months. Without knowing the date, it means that the other games can't be dated because like they can't say like Ratchet and Clank's coming out this day or Miles Morales is coming out this day because people will figure it out. I mean, we already think that we're figuring out the launch date based on what Call of Duty's yeah. doing. Um, so like the, there's already speculation built around that. Um, so like that's what's happening, and then like, so there's so many factors though. Like okay, so without the date. Or without the price, you can't, you know, you don't have the date because that means you'd have, pre- if you had the price and the date, you'd have pre-orders. And then you'd also have launch window of games. And you'd also have these other companies finally coming out and saying, 
whether their game is going to work or not on next gen or whether it's going to cost an upgrade yeah so the the, right now it's the tipping point is the date well for for me like i already know ratchet clank is going to be on launch because they said launch window i feel like if they would have said like it'll be a launch game then that would change the discussion but because they're like they haven't said anything's gonna be a launch game though except spider-man and godfall those are the only ones that they said did they just say holiday no they believe they said launch for that uh so those are in my mind the only two there like release date wise i already know it's 6th 13th or 20th like those are the three dates so that might as well i i know the target for that and like i'm just not seeing anything that i need especially with all those a lot of those games you know like call of the new call of duty i'm I play that on my pro uh, cyberpunk can play mm-hmm. that on my pro um, Avengers could play that on my pro watchdogs could play that on my pro. Like all these games I already have that I have access to. Well, and I also don't have a pro. Yeah. You are playing on the older one though. I don't think you would, you care that much about like the upgrades from that to that, no. but you get at least a leap from four to five more than right. I would yeah. uh, or at least mm-hmm. at launch. Uh, I, I'm still. I'm just waiting one day to turn my PlayStation on and just not work because it's still a launch day PlayStation yeah, Four. You hopefully have cloud backups <laughs> going for your <laughs> Avengers. Uh, it, it, I'm just not like. I feel like Sony and uh, Xbox have just made me less and less excited the longer they've dragged this shit on. Like every time we hear something new, like no optical drive, uh, you need this dongle, you need that dongle. I'm like less and less excited for this new console that I know I'm going to get day one, but like, because I tricked myself into saying I have to get it day one, (laughs) you know, like I justified in my head already, like, no, for the podcast, I need to get a day one. Yeah. It's kind of like the same reason, like I'll buy Avengers because there's a new game out and I want to talk about it and I'm actually enjoying it. So there's like that aspect of it where it's like, eh, like if I think about like spending 20 or 30 bucks on this and kind of put it towards the content on the podcast and, and, and streams. And then it's really only cost me like 20 or 30 bucks to buy the game for my own self. Like, you know, and even down up destiny and chat rates where you can trade the PS4 to get reduced costs. Like, well, not if I buy a discless PS5. (laughs) Yeah. Then your backwards compatibility is gone. (laughs) Like, well, that same justification is why I'm going to buy the shitty WWE battlegrounds next week. You know, it's just like in my head, I'm just like, okay, content can be made from this. But if I didn't have that excuse, like I would probably just wait on a PS5, probably not a long time or a long wait. It would probably be like getting it on launch day, uh, or getting it like closer to Christmas or, january after the holidays yeah i think if i was in that situation like if if, like that's removed digital days from from the aspect and i would probably if people like ask what i wanted for christmas like can you just get me like an amazon gift card or give me some best buy gift cards and then i would just whatever i got like i would just look at that as an offset yeah Yeah, and just like oh i got i got you know 120 bucks in gift cards so this is going to cost me 120 dollars less yeah you know like like that's similar things that i've done for for other things that i've really wanted um you know just to kind of like offset it a little bit like i don't you know i may or may not get you know trade some stuff or sell a couple things or dig in my garage and find you know like a couple things that i could sell for like 30 or 40 bucks on on the marketplace or something and i'd figure out a way i think just to to push through it um fortunately for us like we've talked about like the support you guys have given us on twitch and patreon and everything (laughs) um should help us a lot to to soften it not if this damn not if this thing costs 600 dollars. no 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 but at least you know we can justify it to our significant others like hey like we're being helped out a little bit on this uh yeah Yeah. i'm just i need to know the specific day just so i can take the time off so i can take like the day before the day of and like the day after off from work 
uh, just so I can sit on my front porch and wait for the delivery man so that shit doesn't get stolen. Because, oh my god, package theft is not a joke in Chicago. And yeah. launch day for a console is, uh, <laughs> like, kind of crazy. Th- th- thieves know what that size box yes, looks exactly. like. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So I'm just going to, that day, I don't care if it's zero degrees out, which is very possible in Chicago in November, I will be sitting on my front porch. Well, f- fortunately, at least for us, like, I don't know if yours is the same way. Like, if you get it from Amazon, like, I get the notification. Your package is 10 stops I away. I get that unless they give it to the post office. <laughs> and the post office is yeah. going to be busy with the election, uh, you know, earlier that month. So <laughs> I, I'm just, I just need to know. I already have an idea of what three days it's going to be. And I don't want to use, like, my PTO and guess the three spots uh, ahead of time <laughs> and then just burn through my hours. Yeah, it's getting to, it's getting to the point where they need to do, like... The, it's september like like this is nuts and you put up that chart uh on our facebook group of just like i I think the shortest window was like four months uh from that and and we're already under that like (laughs) you know four months since console like release date was revealed and that we're two months away (laughs) it's it's kind of kind of crazy uh yeah, it, it, Gus, Gus brings up a good point that we didn't really talk about, and I forgot to add this. Did you see the the RTX reveal this week, or did you yeah, see some yeah, of the bumblings from that? Yeah, I did, I did see that? some of that stuff. Um, that graphics card, the 360? Uh, 3080, I believe. 3080, yeah, 3090. No, I mean, one of them's $1,500 $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, for a GPU. For a GPU. Yeah. One of them is like a step down, is like $800 or $900. Yes, yeah. And then like the 3060 is like 500 bucks. Yes. And that's yeah, already cheaper than the 3070. That's already cheaper than the 2080 Ti, and it's allegedly to do double the performance. Oh yeah, that's that that's it's like totally crazy how like affordable that is. But you still have to build a computer around that. <laughs> so, right, but that's an Xbox. Yes, yeah, like 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 getting uh, getting more the 3070 Xbox. Like yeah, is more powerful than than a yes, Series yes. X. So. It's definitely something to, to look at, though. Honestly, so like my, my my coworkers are all like tech crazy people. So they are already like, OK, as soon as the pre-orders drop, they're they're getting it. Yeah. And I'm just like my 1070 does uh-huh. 60 frames, 1080p. And that's all I fucking right. need. Like, I. Yeah. The thing that I'm most interested about is like, how much is the 2080 going to go down to when? These yeah. Or are they are they just going to discontinue it? But, you know, they're going to have to burn through them if there's that even. Because I think I have like a I have like a 970. So like me upgrading something like, you know, a couple hundred bucks like post Christmas, like would not be a bad. I, yeah. And I'm just going to rock my 1060 until it can't run anything anymore, because as long as games can still run 1080 60 on it, I can. I can yeah. rock this card for a if while. I can, yeah, if I can get 1080p 60 frames, like I'm yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, because right now yeah. you're you're working like between 720 and 1080, right, with your 970. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, but I mean, like they, you know, people were like, oh, like in, the, in <laughs> like the, the the stuff that I saw this week, where people were like, oh, this is going to be the the closest bridge between console gaming and PC gaming, <laughs> and then the RTX is like, hold my beer. Oh yeah, they <laughs> always do that. They always. <laughs> Anytime people get excited about consoles, uh, they're ready to bust out the latest graphics card. And this is the first time they've been like, or at least I feel like they've been very aggressive with their pricing uh, for, for yeah. this to where it's like definitely a possibility. I mean, for them to, to for them to release their low tier graphics card next month and say it's already double the performance of their highest tier graphics card and it's cheaper. Like, that's crazy yeah. to me. Yeah. 
It definitely made me like look at my PC specs of like, could my board handle this card? Yeah, that's okay. You know, like, okay, bad. Yeah, I agree. You're not rich, but you're also the same person that's been saying in chat for the last month, day one, buying a PS5 to play what? Yeah. So it's like, so it's, I mean, so bad 76 right in chat. Like, yeah, I'm not saying that you need to be rich. I'm just saying that, that that's a factor. If a console costs $600 and we're already looking at performance mode for some of the games, like Ratchet and Clank, 1080p, 60 frames, or, or you yeah. know, or, or even 1080p, 30 frames. If we're already looking at performance mode for some of this stuff, spending, you know, and a console is going to cost $600 and it's going to only work at this, it's going to have this benchmark. And maybe you can spend 800 1000 $1,100 on a on a PC that can play stuff at such a higher resolution but it won't play Ratchet and Clank and that right. is all like bad 76 would need potentially you know to justify getting the PlayStation like but I see your point yeah, but for third party so- games like it's definitely one of those scenes if all you care about yeah. are the Call of Duties you know like the big mainstream tentpole third party games yeah. the the graphics cards are at a price that it's like you have yeah, to think if about you're, it. If you're if 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 yeah, if you're a Madden Call of Duty 2K player, and you know maybe you don't have a huge and you play a lot of the games like single player or, or you know or things like that, or you're not into the Ratchet and Clanks and the Uncharted's and the Last of Us and the Halos, like a PC is a hundred percent the way to go because you can just hook these things up to televisions now and you can't even tell the difference. Yeah, get, get a Steam Link if you can still find one on eBay and stream it to your you know your your TV if you want. Most graphic cards come with an HDMI port now. No, no, no. But I'm saying like some people can't have like a tower next to their their uh, TV. Yeah. Uh, might not be the most thing, but like Steam Link works enough, and there's different solutions for you mm-hmm. to work around that. Or just, you know, if you got a house, just fucking run a HDMI cable from your office to your to your TV through the yeah. wall. Go crazy. Like, if I had a house, I would definitely so do I, that. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a huge interesting factor of, you know, and then, you know, obviously, again, playing on PC, like we've talked about for, for months, like just picking up Game Pass. Like if you're so all of a sudden you get a PC and then the, like right now with the way that, you know, Microsoft has delved into the world of PC gaming like they have. It, it all comes down to how important is Miles Morales and Ratchet and Clank to you currently because and or and Horizon 2. Those are the things that we know that you can only play on PS5. Everything else you can play on a on a mid-tier PC. My PC right now can play any game that I want it to play with the exception of maybe I might struggle to play some of the, uh, some of the EA games like Battlefield 5. Yeah. But even then you can probably get a good 720p experience. Like if you want, mm-hmm. uh, I guess the, the hard, the people that we're going to have to really make the decision are the Xbox fans because of mm-hmm. what game pass has done of just, I think PlayStation fans, you're not going to win too many over to get them to switch over to PC, but the right. Xbox fans, they're the ones that are definitely going to be the ones that should consider just going the PC route because they will get their exclusive games on there and then they can get something more powerful. Uh, for not that much more of an investment, you know, depending on how much the Series X comes out. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely N- Nvidia is not messing around with their their, their new graphics cards. <laughs> yeah, and again, like I've started to learn, like as I've been paying attention and, and seeing more stuff, like PC gaming is not as big of a of a gate, uh, like of a like a like a hurdle as everybody was kind of like portraying it out to be yes there's some challenges like yes you you know i've pretty much everything i've been reading the last couple months is like you maybe don't want to go a pre-built route 
you know, like you should maybe take the time to, to build it just because you have so much more control over it. And I've been fortunate that I have a couple friends that I can bounce ideas off of. And I have a, a local friend that actually loves to tinker with the stuff that I just throw him a couple bucks and he, you know, uh, you know, dealt with all that stuff. And what it, it you know, the, the case that I currently have right now, like changing the motherboard is a possibility. And, you know, like getting a graphics card, like if, if a 20, if the, you know, if the 2080 Ti drops down to 350 and I need to get a new motherboard for a hundred bucks, like, and all of a sudden I, now I have, I have an Xbox series X and a gaming PC in one box that I can actually play games at a higher resolution and a higher frame rate than the series X can give me. For less than what the Series X is going to cost, that's a huge contributing yes, factor. Yes, for sure. So. Yeah, uh, that that's all we have for for questions this week. Kept it kind of light, uh, but I'm sure we'll get more questions in once we get those goddamn release date and prices. <laughs> uh, spotlights, really quick. I mean, for me, it's going to be what you guys are going to see on the podcast feed and YouTube on Thursday. So please check that out Thursday at four p.m. Eastern time. It'll be live. And I'll be, you know, trying to answer some of the questions and stuff that you guys may or may not have um, for that. Um, I don't know. Do you have anything, Michael? Like, no, nope, um, just what you're going to try to stream uh, this week? Probably or? more Tony Hawk uh, streams this week. Probably going to be a lot of Tony Hawk over the next like two, three weeks until <laughs> I find something else. Uh, but just uh, give us a review on iTunes if you can. iTunes reviews help us out so much. So drop us a, a five star on iTunes with uh, some written word. That'll help. And then uh, the the YouTube subscriptions are trying to bolster that. I'm trying to get the shows up to YouTube more timely. Uh, I, I have to put up uh, the new uh, last week's episode still on YouTube, but still trying to find out like the perfect balance for that. So our YouTube and iTunes reviews are, are what I would want to spotlight. All right. Uh, and then uh, social media, you can follow the main show at Digital Days Pod. You can follow Michael at First MJC. You can follow myself at Good Dave Hunt. Please join the Facebook group. Have some fun conversations in there. It's a little quiet over the holiday weekend, but for the most part, there's usually some pretty lively conversations in there. Uh, feel free to, to to share trailers in there, to share news in there. Like just so, you know, always kind of starts the conversation. So you know, like when I we put the, when I put the Mario thing in there, I was like, oh, I guess we were wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, and then our Discord channel, you can join that as well. Link is in the show notes. Um, and again, you don't the within the Discord channel, there's a private uh, channel for Patreon supporters. Um, so that you don't have to be a Patreon supporter to just be in the Discord. The Discord's for everyone. Um, there are some people that are in the Discord. They're very active in the Discord. Um, some of them don't like Facebook. So, you know, like if you're willing to have both, um, please, you know, you're more than welcome in, in all of our social channels. Um, and again, Patreon, uh, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash digital days gaming. $1 is the tip jar, um, which essentially pays for one month of podcast hosting for us. $3 gets you the discord access. Um, like we just talked about the private discord access. You also get that if you're a Twitch subscriber. Um, so you just have to make sure that your Twitch account and your discord account are linked and it will automatically our Patreon bot or supporter bot gets you access to that channel for that. Um, $5 gets you the podcast 24 hours early. So you'll get it on Wednesday at 6am instead of Thursday at 6am. And $7 gets you the monthly bonus episode, which we will be recording September's episode um, within the next, you know, five to seven, five to seven days. Yeah. Um, so we'll be posting that. Again, if you have any ideas for topics for our shows, for our bonus episodes, please feel free to send those. You can, you can again, you can send them to, you know, Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. Just feel free to just to kind of drop those ideas in there randomly or whenever you think about them. So 
Um, other than that, I think that is it. So um, I plan to see how things are going this week and you know, stream some more Avengers, see if I can get to some of the post-campaign stuff. So if you have Avengers um, and you're not friends with me on PSN, please go ahead and friend request me. Uh, if you get done with the campaign, let me know, and I'll let you guys know when I'm done with the campaign, and we can start grouping up to, to figure out whatever this endgame content and post-campaign content will be. So that'll be kind of holding my attention for a little while, especially with Beyond Light being Destiny 2 is being delayed until November. So, um, and uh, that's kind of what's going on. So um, I don't know if you got anything else. No, but- no, just uh, gonna hit hit the Twitch streams hard, uh, hopefully over the next month, and take advantage of uh, September. I said it right this time. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I, and again, just just check it out. Like, just make sure your su- your subscription. If you're somebody that's that supported us in the past and you want to keep supporting us, your subscription doesn't auto renew on Twitch. So if you guys could just check that. Like I said, even when we're streaming, if you just pop in to say hi, you know, chat chat us up for you know two or three minutes and then you know dip out. Like that's totally fine. If you can leave a leave it open on your phone and while you're watching TV and you see us go live, just set it on your phone and set it down. If you don't, you know, just so we have a viewer. Throw in my there. Th- throw my cat good emote. To think people are watching. Throw 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 yeah. my cat. At Reggie's emote that is on our channel in there. So, um, trying to get our you know our average viewer count up. Like there, there's a number that we need to hit that we're never going to hit. And so if you, if you know getting us a little bit closer to it each time helps. And again, I, I like we talked about sharing the show, sharing our social links, all that stuff is always huge, always appreciated. Leaving the reviews is great. I know Johnny's left a review recently. A couple other people left some reviews. Um, the latest review we got, I laughed at because it, they're, they're a St. Louis Cardinals fan and they don't like the White Sox, so they subject the review White Sox equals sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gave us five stars. So feel free to, to give us five stars and make fun of either one of us. Like We're totally great with that as long as we get the five stars. If you give us one star and make fun of us, we might have to have a conversation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but other than that, I hope everyone has a great week and keep moving forward. See you.